Let that shit go. It was a sign on the wall in Linda's bedroom. And it's one of the things that stuck with me from Linda's interview. As I said at the end of the podcast, Linda has had to let go of a lot of stuff. She let go of her expectation that she would live happily and healthily in California for years to come. She let go of living in California temporarily and then permanently. She let go of a long life. She was given a five-year prognosis, which she let go of when she was given a three-year prognosis, which she let go of when she let go of the chemotherapy treatment that she was hoping would prolong her life. She let go of her house, which means she let go of some of her independence and autonomy as she moved in with family. She's starting to think about letting go of a lot more of her stuff, and eventually she'll have to let go of everything. Linda was on my mind as I was letting go this week. My dog, Isabella, came to the end of her life on Sunday. She was old, and it wasn't unexpected, but it was still really difficult. It crushed me, in fact. We spent the day waiting for the home visit veterinarian to arrive. At first, I was distressed that the vet wouldn't be there until late in the afternoon. But looking back, I spent the day letting go. I let go of the hope that I would have Isabella for one more year. I let go of questioning whether she would somehow make it through this. I let go of the wish that this just wasn't true. I let go of that unspoken, unconscious expectation that this would be the one dog that would live forever. I let go of holding on to something that deep down I knew from the beginning would not last forever. As my family laid on the floor together, petting Isabella and watching her take her last breath, it felt like I would never feel happy again. And I let go of that beautiful, sweet dog that had been a fixture in my life for 13 years. Of course, the crushing, overwhelming feeling of sadness in that moment was everything. But soon, the sadness was interwoven with little flecks of gratitude for the time we had her. And then joy as I remembered her bounding across the yard to me. And then bittersweet something as I recalled that I still wear shoes that she's taken a bite out of. And what I feel now is a swirl of emotion. Rich, full, painful, joyful. Let that shit go is what the sign said in Linda's house. I'm still trying to understand it all, but there's something about this process of holding on and letting go. It never stops. We hold things for a while and we let them go. We learn from them, we grow, and as we let go of things, new things take their place. Some things are taken from us as we desperately grasp at them, some things we let go of willingly, and some things we can't get rid of quickly enough. But even in the hours after I helped load Isabella's body into the back of that car, my wife and I talked about how perfectly timed Isabella's entrance into our life was, and how grateful we were for the time that we had her. I don't know if it really works like this, but it's helping me to believe that each thing has its time and its place. So, while I'm devastated right now, what's helping me through is the faith that whatever is next will come when it's time. And when it's here, it will be time for that. And the best I can do is make the most of what I have at the time that I have it. And that's what Linda's doing, letting go of the things when it's time to let go so that she can make the most of what she has right now. No 20 years of life left, make the most of five, or three, or however long you have. No home in California, go skydiving with your grandkids in Denver. 
My hope is that I can let go of that shit when it's time. So that I can be ready for what comes when it's time for it to come, whatever that may be. So here's to Linda, to holding on when it's time and letting go when it's time and being present for what's next when the time is right. This is Dying to Tell You.